everyone, it's Chloe, and I'm so excited to share something fabulous with you, Vogue's first ever global fashion community, Vogue Club. Our members get to mingle with Vogue editors, yes, including me, and fellow fashion enthusiasts at exclusive events around the world. And that's just the start. Membership opens doors to the fashion industry, bringing you expert career advice and insider style and beauty tips. What are you waiting for? Head over to Vogue.com membership to join. And here's a little treat. Use code TRT20 and snag 20% off your membership. That's TRT20 for 20% off your ticket to Vogue Club. Are you in? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. This podcast is supported by Macy's. Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a backyard staycation, Macy's has what you need this summer. Shop the easiest and breeziest brands like Nina Parker, Vince Camuto, and Dolce Vita. Macy's has all your must-have items from sundresses to matching sets to wedges, beach bags and towels, you name it. Stock up for summer at Macy's. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style today. That's Macy's.com slash own your style. This is The Run Through. I'm Chloe Mel. And I'm Joe Minardi. And this is episode one in our New York Fashion Week Shark Week. No, 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 no. <laughs> How many shark You're gonna be can doing I make this in week. one week? Oh. <laughs> yeah, starting today, we've got seven episodes covering all things New York Fashion Week, plus some of the most exciting moments from the October issue of Vogue, things that you will only hear here. We have designers, models, writers, pop stars, and more. Yes, and speaking of designers and models... Last night, everybody was at that Victoria's Secrets party. And, you know... It was no secret. It was no secret. And it's also no secret that they've undergone a rebrand. So (laughs) they've been collaborating with people like designer Supriya Lele and model Paloma El Sessa, both of whom were on our show. I know. And you um, were the first person who told me about Supriya. Uh, I wasn't familiar with her work, but it's... Yeah. So beautiful. And it was so much fun to talk to her and Paloma, who collaborated for Victoria's Secret together. Yeah. Um, her work, it's very bodycon, but also pays homage to her Southeast Asian roots. And it's sexy and revealing, but also quite thoughtful and has amazing draping. And uh, just th- there's a lot going on in the best way. Yeah, I love her work. And it was cool to hear that Paloma had kind of discovered her work and then ended up walking for her show. And so they have a real, you know, friendship, Mm -hmm. which is cool. We uh, kicked off the conversation asking her a bit about her style. How would you describe your aesthetic, you know, to someone who didn't, who doesn't know your, what, what the clothes look like? So I'd probably say that obviously my work is very much inspired by my Indian heritage, but also my English upbringing and it is this sort of intersection between the two cultures that I like to explore but I like to take these Indian tropes and kind of make them quite subversive it's quite minimal I like to think it's quite chic 
I play a lot with color and sheerness of fabrics and I think, you know, and a lot of draping. So that's kind of always the, the kind of core of what I do. But then I love to sort of juxtapose that alongside more kind of subversive elements, you know, which are, could be like rubber fabrications in outerwear or more kind of European-centered dress codes. Do you guys wear lingerie yourselves? Or are you more tidy whitey kind of ladies? Or <laughs> what are we sleeping in? <laughs> Paloma, tell us. Undress with us. <laughs> um, I am pretty simple. I think, unfortunately... Because of the nature of my job, I can only have like one color underwear constantly. <laughs> so that's kind of what fills my entire underwear drawer. Is that all which... No, no, they're nude. nude. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, they're all color flesh toned, right? Yeah, it's so annoying. <laughs> but also, so then oppositely, when I can wear underwear for like my own pleasure which are a departure from those kind of like plasticky ones I won't say the name I just feel like I like the uniform of mm. lingerie I like cotton a breathable material for the Nepunani and all the things <laughs> seriously like I keep it really straightforward because I think I didn't really get to have the like the experience and then obviously because working with BS I do get to have the experience and wearing these like really expressive like exciting things and then I just like put my sweatpants back on (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I'm pretty simple if you ask me and I love a granny panty same I I feel I love having a uniform underneath because I'm not the the kind of person who has a uniform you know to the outside world. So it's nice just to have the same pair of, same drawers, same cotton drawers. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing too crazy. Well, I mean, I'm interested, you know, obviously how you felt, Paloma, when you were approached by VS. What was your reaction when you were approached and what made you decide to be like, yeah, I'm going to be a VS girl now? Um, <laughs> well, I think most of all, I think it was a point in my career where I felt that, I was being invited into conversations. So obviously, I don't know if people, because I think he likes being a little bit mysterious, but I have to call out Raul, mm. the big boss at BS now. Raul really Martinez, like, who used to be the creative director at Vogue. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So I'm we like, last name first, yeah. whatever. He's the Wizard well, of Oz. He's behind the curtain, yeah, yes. but we can call him out. Yeah, yeah we can call him out. Who's also very instrumental in my career at Vogue. Mm-hmm. So initially, before Raul had signed on, I had been a little bit, if not a lot of bit, hesitant to being a part of this new VS pasture. Um, I would had been asked at the time I was working with another lingerie brand pretty um intimately. So I was like, I'm okay. No pun um, intended. No pun exactly. <laughs> so when Raul called me. Not only because I just respect him as, you know, the positions that he's held in the industry for so long, but as a human being and as a person who's been fundamental in my own career, I was like, of course, I want to hear this person. I trust this person. So in that first initial conversation, I was able also to call out a lot of my grievances and my critiques of the historic brand and the ways in which I wanted and needed it to change and for me to participate. I don't know if many models are granted that same um, opportunity, you know, to like have meetings with designers and CMOs and CFOs and speak so intimately to a creative director. Um, And then when the show came up, actually, funnily enough, the first thing I ever said 
to in my first meeting with Victoria's Secrets, namely Raul and everybody, was like, I don't want to walk down a runway in wings in lingerie. <laughs> that was funny when I started hearing like whispers or whatever. And Raul, which I just think is indicative of his own integrity and how he really wants to help usher Victoria's Secret into this new age, was it was like, hey, can me, you, Mina, my agent, who's super involved as well, and designers and some people on the creative team walk through this new VS show. And it's not going to be, and he even remembered being like, and it's not going to be this thing, this nightmare that you said you would <laughs> never do. Um, and not to say it's a nightmare. I'm just like, I'm pretty uh, like outspoken and actually like extroverted, but I'm also quite shy and like easily embarrassed by certain things. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think it's like that surprising that no one wants to walk down a runway and they're in a thong. Like, and you know wings. what I mean? And wings. And wings. <laughs> and I respect, respect to the icons who came before us who who did it. I'm sure people aren't, some people are going to really want the old thing, but there's something very exciting and quite brave to in the face of that and try something really, really different and really new. Paloma, what is your, I mean, you've worn many outfits because that's what you do. What level of, what state of undress feels the most authentic for you? I don't know. I, something I really appreciate about my job is that I get to explore like other parts of myself. I think there's been a very like prescriptive version of way that like plus size bodies are are viewed and seen. I remember when I first did the Coparini show, I mean, I don't know if I would actually wear like a tiny neon top, but (laughs) it was actually very radical for them to put me in that top and a pair of pants. Mm. I never wear pants for shows, ever. Hmm, I wear pants. I never wear pants. Wow. They never put girls in pants. Wow. Start paying attention. Start looking. I am. I am going to pay attention. I actually, you're right. It's usually a dress. A knit dress. A knit dress. dress. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So putting me in black trousers and a tiny neon top. Yeah. Like I would wear that in real life separately of that, but it also you was. You looked amazing, by the way. That was a great show. <laughs> yeah. It was a good show, you know? What's really exciting when I've done Supriya's show, like wearing a mini skirt and wearing kind of these layers and these ways and also just being invited into the process. Yeah, no, I mean, you 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 have such a fantastic style. And, you know, Paloma happens to be a judge on the CFDA Vogue Fashion Fund. And oh, her, I didn't realize that. Yeah, and her insights are always so, like, incredibly spot on. I mean, I think any designer who gets to work with you should use your eyes as well mm-hmm. as your amazing presence and body and, you know, beauty. But do you find that, that that's, that's beginning to happen? Because I do think that, like, you know you, you know your body best, right? So people should be asking more questions to you about, well, what feels good for you? And, what, and how would you do this? And how would you approach this? I think as women or people, but especially as models where it's like, I, and as a model, like, I think anyone of any size definitely should be asked and, like, consenting to a certain degree for sure. Supriya, was it helpful asking Paloma? Yeah, I mean, every time I've worked with Paloma, I feel that we've we've had like a very open and honest dialogue about what, you know, what you like, whether you like your look that I would thought of that you, you know, that I thought would look good on you or perhaps you would prefer something to be different, you know, fit and feeling those two things like 
you're, you know, you're working, you're collaborating with somebody who is, you know, you want them to feel really amazing when they're wearing those pieces, right? So when, you know, when they're walking down the runway, they, they look incredible and feel good. Do you think things have changed in the time that you've been a model? Because you've, you've been a model for a while now. I've been a model for nine years. Yeah. Like, gosh. Eight, nine, eight. Yeah, it's really crazy. So I think there has been a lot of changes. I definitely have kind of general critiques of post-COVID response to mm. kind of just the nature of like disposal and obviously our propensity towards thinness mm. again. And unfortunately in this industry and in our industry, it's still a risk to use any kind of marginalized body. Do you think that the sort of last six months to a year of f- feeling like the fashion industry has gotten so thin again and everyone on Ozempic, do you think that's affected the way the strides that had been made about different body types in the industry? For sure. I mean, I think that it's mainly like there's always been actually majority people, I think, who didn't want there to be change. Mm-hmm. And that's just the truth. Because despite having like been around for a while, there's still a lot of opportunities that that me and models like me haven't had or even been afforded or even conceived of being afforded, right. you know? So it actually, the onus isn't really on, of course, like changing people's minds. It's about those that were like down for it as it was happening, like doubling down. Right. You know, because it's really not, it's not a collective belief. Like, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, it's really sad, but I've always known that. Right. I've always known that it's like an uphill battle. I've always known that most people in this industry don't want to see that change happen. You know, I took off shows last season and it was very felt. I got a lot of messages about it. It was felt. It was last season. It felt like, yeah. 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 yeah, I remember you saying to me, Choma, that, like, that was a big takeaway. The model, like, the runways were small and thin. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's a shame. It's such a shame. Yeah. I mean, I'm coming back this season. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so oh, much. Thank you. And so good luck with Fashion up. Month. Choma, I think I see you tomorrow. <laughs> I see you tomorrow. I know. We're, we're going to be seeing a lot of Choma in the next few days. <laughs> We're doing studio yeah. visits with the. Oh, that's designers. fun! Yeah, and 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 I feel Paloma like that's the most fun part. Brings her car and her car. She drives. You drive Ooh. there. Uh, so we're making in. like the motion of a steering wheel right now. Like <laughs> I'm never yeah. in someone's car. I'm always like, oh my god, I'm not in an Uber. I'm actually in Paloma's car. I like the idea of Paloma <laughs> being the the fashion fund Uber driver. <laughs> she really does. Yeah. She drives to all the things. We have a whole list to do, and then it's it's quite fun. I do. Honestly, there are, I also drive to like shows when I'm in New York. Really? Um, you drive to shows? What about parking? Sometimes I just park illegally. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's such everything. a baller move yeah. to just be like, take it beyond. Just get it's class, <laughs> but then sometimes I don't. But yes, I'll see you tomorrow, Trauma. And thank you guys so much. Excited to see the, the show and everything. Thank you. 
Wait, Choma, my favorite part of the interview was Paloma telling us that she is your personal Uber driver for the CFDA <laughs> fashion fund. Well, she's a good driver. Uh. You know, the next day. She Wait, did... does she just like roll up at your block and honk for you to come down? What, what we usually do is we'll meet at the first appointment. So we met at the first appointment in Queens and uh. then we just did all the rounds and she, yeah. So what do you guys listen to? I think we were chatting more than we were listening to music. We were just catching I'm up. I'm imagining um, James Corden like carpool karaoke. <laughs> like the two of you just belting. <laughs> it's hard finding parking. But she's a good driver. Parallel parks in the city? That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, there was some there was some car parks involved. But yeah, <laughs> she almost got a ticket at the end. Okay. But we got That's back all good in time. End. <laughs> <laughs> the run for will be back in just a moment. Beep, beep. <laughs> I'm Richard Lawson. I'm Chris Murphy. And I'm Hilary Busis. We are from Vanity Fair's Still Watching Podcast, a weekly television podcast that obsesses over all things TV. Chris, Hillary, and I are at your service to recap and analyze the best that's out there and what you should be watching. Plus, we're talking to the stars and showrunners about how exactly it all got made. New episodes of Still Watching drop weekly wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? Maybe a chef-grade range made you want to hone your cooking skills, or a high-tech tennis racket made you want to work on your backhand. I recently bought a new pair of running shoes, and that made me love hitting the pavement again. Well, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. So, New York Fashion Week, well, New York Fashion Month, where you basically go to shows in London, Milan, Paris, and you you start here. It's such a sprint. It is exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't imagine doing it as a model. I mean, I really can't. Everyone who thinks that being a model is glamorous, I do not think they understand the hours and... And the heels involved. The heels. <laughs> I know. The band-aids that get you through. The, yeah, it's sort of like the being late a nights, professional ballerina. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stamina involved. Yeah. I think physical and mental stamina. And, yeah. So we wanted to talk to Jill Kortlev. She's Dutch. And she just was so refreshing and cool and real, you know? Yeah. And... I think unlike a lot of the the models you meet, she sort of had a life before modeling. Yeah. So she has quite an interesting story. Great. Well, I can't wait to hear. Will you introduce yourself? 
Hi, I'm Jill Kortleven. I'm um, Amsterdam-based model, working, living life, you know, <laughs> enjoying life. So are you from Amsterdam or where did you grow up? Tell us a little bit about where you grew up, because I remember we spoke a while back. Um, so I grew up in the south of Holland, um, a small town. I mean, it's considered a city in the Netherlands, but I think it's quite a small town. Um, yeah, and I lived there since or until I was 17. I always knew I wanted to leave the town because it was, I don't know, I always wanted more, I guess, than having a small town girl life, which is interesting now that I've done more. Now I'm like, oh, right. I loved it. I love the small town girl life. You know what I mean? Right. Recently, you were on the cover with um, Paloma, El Cesar, Precious mm -hmm, Lee, and mm -hmm. the cover of British Vogue. And the tagline was the new supers, which I thought was yeah. amazing. Like, what was what was that experience like? Tell us about that whole process. I got the the option mm -hmm. for this job. And I was like, hmm. And options are like brands requesting right. you for a job. Um, so I got the option and I was like, oh, you know, let's see. Like, this is so exciting. This is insane. But let's see if I even get confirmed. Right. Well, little did I know I got <laughs> confirmed. You know, Paloma immediately called me like the day <laughs> after, I think. She was just like, oh, my God, isn't this like insane? So we talked about it for a bit. And I don't know. I'm just happy to have shared it with Paloma Precious it, and mm. like, I don't know. It was just such a good day on set and felt just like really easy and comfortable and like a safe space, you know. We got like so many positive comments. I don't know. And it's just nice to see that you can really like inspire people mm. and what it does to yeah, the community. Well, tell me a little bit what Fashion Month looks like for you because, you, you know, you've you walk some of the biggest brands like Chanel, Alexander McQueen. Like what, what does, how demanding is fashion month for you? It depends a bit. Uh, so, of course, it starts with New York and then I always feel still have a lot of energy and I'm kind of excited that it's all happening. You know, on one hand, I'm lucky. Like I walk a lot of shows, but if you compare me to like, a straight size model, I don't walk that many shows. So right. in in that way, I can think like, oh, I'm kind of lucky to not really walk that many shows. So I actually have time for myself and like to take a step back in between shows. But on the other hand, obviously, there's a reason I'm not working as right. much as the other girls, because, you know, not a lot of high fashion brands still include uh, size diversity. Mm. Do you think that's changed since you started? I mean... Or do you think some people are saying there's been some backsliding, some people... I mean, at one point it changed a little. Like I, I walked first season only, first two seasons, I think, or three, whatever, um, only for McQueen. And then, you know, it became more and more and more. But also like some brands I walked for a couple seasons ago now don't use mid-size, plus-size anymore. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I do feel like at one point it was kind of changing into to the positive, but it's also going backwards again. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I feel like it's all trend related, mm. you know, and I mean, obviously, that's the worst. Like, how can sizing be trend related? It's, it's, it's uh, kind it's of ludicrous. disgusting. How can yeah. any kind of inclusivity be trend based? But it, yeah, 
And especially like now you can really see it's trend based because it's all also like going downhill again. Right. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I just think I was talking with somebody about it too. You know, we can have all these conversations, but in the end it's going to be this it's because of the sample sizing. Mm. And if like, you know, there's not going to be more like diverse sample sizing, it's going to be hard to change quickly. Mm. But yeah, how do we change the sample sizing? It seems like to me like it's systemic, you know, um, you know, and some designers will say, well, we can't afford to make the samples range. Yeah. And it just seems like that sounds lazy to me, but I'm also not designer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, I mean, but then you can, I don't know, have a crazy show in I don't know what yeah, country. You know what yeah. I mean? I guess it's all about budgets. Yes. <laughs> Budgeting. Yes. No, but it's uh, important uh, conversation to have but it's also a difficult one I think like I'm yeah especially when you're one of f very few models who are in that position I I talked about this in the interview right. as well um, of the supers cover you know I'm still below average size right um, so it's not that I ever had a problem that I was walking into a store and couldn't find my size or, you know, whatever. Like, I never had, like, these issues. So then sometimes I also feel like I'm not not necessarily allowed yeah. to talk about it. But, like... Yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think also the term midsize, it's so new. Yeah. Um, And I think we always... There was... For a long time, it was either kind of curve model or plus size, mm -hmm. depending on which label you find more appealing. Mm. And there was nothing in between. No, exactly. So then especially when I was called a plus size model, that's when I got like a lot of negative comments right. towards me. And then I was also thinking like, that's not really fair. It's not like I put this label yeah. on myself. It's exactly. the industry that's putting it on me. So like all the haters on the internet, please back off, you know. Please like, back off. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, I'm not trying to do something wrong or hurt people. I'm actually, yeah. like, trying to not necessarily help, but, yeah, like, change it into a better direction. Ideally, you would just want to be called a model. Like, yes, everybody, exactly. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, We're all exactly. just Don't. models. Exactly. But anyway, moving on from that quite tricky conversation Yeah, for you. all of a sudden, like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You know, I'm wondering kind of like what the self-care look like for you now. Sounds like yeah. being in Amsterdam is a part of your well-being. Like being, Very much. Because like, you're making that sacrifice to travel, mm -hmm. but being somewhere where you feel truly at home and truly good in your own skin, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, apparently it's really like I never realized how important it is to me to be that close to my friends and family. Like obviously I always knew I loved them, but like... Re, like living in a different country made me realize, oh, no, I really want to be closer to them. Mm. And I think that helps whenever I'm home in between jobs, like in between jobs, I always try to go home. Uh, once I'm home, I try to have a routine. I notice that the older I get, the more I um, appreciate a good routine, you know, like mm. getting up, going to the gym, like grabbing my coffee, my favorite coffee place, whatever. And then... I just try to like see hang out with my friends and family most mm. or like what really what I really love to do back home is just like fixing st stuff in the house, you know, like mm. become like be a little handyman and like, oh, I wanted to hang these like portraits or paintings. I do that or like 
tomorrow or in two days there's a closet going to be delivered to my place and then I'm gone and just can't wait to like decorate it and like you know set it in my living room and like go to the vintage store and it's a vintage closet as well and then like buy little knickknacks and like decorating you know like really do stuff for me that's really outside of fashion that really helps me. So it's all about work-life balance for you? Yeah. How would you describe your summer style and what what are you thinking of getting into for fall? Like I have no idea. I just like go in with an open mind and see what happens in the when when I'm there. I never really I never really have a plan about how I'm going to style myself. I just mm. go along the way. And I mean internet and TikTok it's a great um uh, inspiration to be honest really? I, yeah I think it's so cute you know like everybody making outfit TikToks and I don't know I think it's nice Are I think it's TikTok? fun I am I'm I'm 30 and I love TikTok <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing I love that I mean you when I met you you were 26 right I mm. mean it's it's considered older for a model, which seems yeah. absurd because mm. 30 to me seems like a baby. But I, I mean, it must be also nice to have that maturity and have a bit of, you know, being able to navigate the this this world and this mm. industry. And when you're having people maybe make comments, you know, like being so visible, you know. Does yeah, it- I can't even imagine what it would be like being 16 mm. and starting in this industry. It's so overwhelming, even mm. for like an, an adult. I'm like, oof. We're so grateful that you were able to make some time. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for coming, oh. Jill. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's it for this episode of The Run Through. The Run Through Evoke is a production of Condé Nast Entertainment. The show is produced by Susie Lechtenberg, Chelsea Daniel, and Alex John Burns. It's engineered by Jake Loomis and Gabe Kiroga and mixed by Mike Kutchman. See you soon. Bye. Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier. And you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru. And you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our damn goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com. From PRX.